Welcome back to the Silent Plus Podcast. My name is Josh Wofford, and across the desk from me is... Here I am, John Nicholson. John Nicholson. Back Man. again. Uh, we were talking beforehand about all of our ailments and everything that's wrong with us. and uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we won't rehearse those on air, uh, but uh, it's it's fun to just sit like down. like my mama just... used to say, getting old is not for sissies. It's, uh, <laughs> it's right. a challenge, you know. Uh, well, uh, you know, think about getting old. I'm trying to tie everything together here. Go for that segue, man. God is seen as this big man in the sky with long white hair and uh, sitting on a, a big shiny chair and uh, just throwing down lightning bolts yeah. whenever you can. But it's seen, you know, the cartoons show people dying and their spirit floating all the way up and up and up past the clouds and. For some reason, heaven is just right above the clouds That's right. in, in Bugs Bunny or whichever ones you watched. Uh, and so that brings us to today's topic. Our Father in heaven. There we go. Is that a correct picture of God? Yes and no. And, uh, you know, last Sunday when I, when I preached on this, I, I did make a, a very strong, maybe a little too strong of a case for the nearness of of God, the eminence is, is our theological yeah. word that would be there, that God is very near, that he's present. Uh, but it, I think it also does address here the transcendence of God, that there, there is an otherness to it. There mm-hmm. is another place, if you will. But I think we have laid too much emphasis on that and not enough, quite often, on the eminence, on his nearness to us. Yeah. And, and going back and reading, you know, doing my homework as a pastor and trying to parse out what language I, I have access to through the Greek. You know, that, that Greek word uranos, is, it's, it's the heavens. They're right here with us. Mm-hmm. And it's, this, it's, this, it's the air we breathe to pick up the contemporary Christian song, if you will. Um, that's the term. That's the terminology. Does it also represent something? It does, but it also has to do with right here where we are. Yeah, and I think there's a, a larger scriptural case to be made for that. I, you know, I, I referenced, and I would go back again to the the story of Elijah when he's run off and finds himself in the cave, and you have the the fire and the earthquake and the tornado and all the things that happen, but God's not in those big dramatic events, but it's in this still small voice, mm-hmm. this whisper, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, and it's in this nearness uh, from the heavens. <clears throat> one, that comes. one of the things that I thought about, because, I mean, my, my eye twitched a little bit when you said that on Sunday, <laughs> uh, but but not too bad, uh, you know, because I think about Stephen when he's getting stoned, and he says, it says that the heavens opened, yep. and he saw the Son of Man standing at the right hand of the Father. So what does that mean? I, I know right, in, yeah. in my mind's eye, for all almost all of my Christian life, I have always thought about it. he's looking up and off into that far distant golden place up there. But Josh, what if it was much more as he's down in the dirt and the stones are hitting him and he 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 looks there yeah. and right there where he is, the curtain is pulled back and God is yeah. right there beside him. Isn't that a, isn't that a yeah. powerful? I, yeah, because my whole time I've I've thought the same thing that he looks up, and I can't remember what I'm. Well, I think it does you, say he looks up, but yeah, I, mean, I think even, what, what, you know. And this is just a, a, a wrestling match, if you will. It's not really a wrestling match, but I think it's a, a reorientation of is heaven this transcendent only place, 
or is it something that is imminent? Is, right, right. You know, and the Celtics, they were they were noted as talking about Celtic Christians about the thin places, these these places where heaven breaks through into our world, yep. or, that, or that that veil, if you will, is thin, and, and the you see that that God is in fact with us among us. Uh, I, I don't want to lose this idea that there is something better coming, that there's something else, you know, that there's something more. I think the emphasis of, that that has just really begun to, to transform a lot of how I'm living my own life mm-hmm. and how I'm living into the Lord's Prayer is not that I'm, you know, it's not God get us all out of here. God transformed right here where we are. Uh, there's coming a day when you're going to do that fully. Yeah. Um, but... How do we live right here? And we do it with the knowledge that you're right here with us. Yeah. And, and I think that's what we're – I'm getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. That's when okay. it says, uh, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's praying for those thin places to become more and more common. Yeah. That's saying, God, do away with any type of divide between – the way the world should be and the way that it is. Yeah, because really the way it is is the way you created it to be. Right. We want to see that restored. Yeah, yeah. And so when when we say our Father, I, and here's here's a side note. I always say, who art in yeah. heaven? And it's which. Why? I don't know. What's the proper English? Should we phone phone a <laughs> King James would say which I think phone my wife and find out yeah, what's Rebecca the proper could English? Yeah, uh, correct us on that. But uh, I've always I've always just said who art in heaven. It's funny because uh, so, you know, some Sunday mornings I know I, I've even done it. You know, there'll be a witch art in heaven, and some days I'll do a who art. But it's not something that divides the church as far as we've got the who's and the witches over yeah. here. You know, it's uh, <laughs> the witches. Yeah, the witches. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, it's, it's it's not like debtors and trespassers. Yeah, uh, which is still so funny when we have guests among us uh, and they uh, throw that out there. But um, but yeah, it, it's it. Like I said, that I know that was a <clears throat> a different take. But that is something that I, I am coming to more and more understand from Scripture. Again, do I believe that there is a God in heaven that is transcendent? Absolutely, I do. That is an other. It is a very different reality from the world that we live. Yeah. But do I also believe that He is very near? I absolutely want, and maybe more so. And and I think the emphasis has has fallen too much on that other that we have become. We look to heaven as some other place that really doesn't have to do with the world in which we live. Yeah. And when Jesus is praying this Lord's Prayer, when you pray, he's he's talking about this world that we're living in. Mm-hmm. So why would we pray to some God that's way off over there in the hopes that maybe he would hear us and then come down here and do something? Or is Jesus, as he will say in other places, we're near we're yeah. here. The kingdom of heaven has come. It's now present with you. It's imminent. Um, and I think there's a need, I know in my own life at least, there is has been a needed corrective in that understanding of the imminence of God, that he is here with us in the midst of the day-to-day grind that we find ourselves in. Yeah, that's good. 
That's good. Well, we we went we jumped to the, over our father. yeah we, we jumped over <laughs> our father and got to, to heaven. heaven. But but that's a good place was, to be. I like being right. Heaven. Right. Yeah. I I think that was probably if anybody had questions from last week, uh, that that probably would have been some of the yeah. like okay, we'll explain that a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, because are are you saying that heaven's not real, no, John? No. You know. Yeah. I, I, well, I know you're not. But, but I think if you that put that, that filter on this on on some of the other scriptural stories, you begin to see. A, a brighter light out of some of those mm-hmm. that you know it's, it's Jacob falling asleep on a stone and seeing this ladder that ascends to heaven and angels going yep. up and up and down actually they're coming down the angels are down you know and so it's it's heaven coming to this place that he, well, he, it, he it says ascending and yeah, descending he, he, and he wakes up and says surely the presence of God was here and I didn't realize it I was in the midst of the presence of God and didn't realize it yeah and how much of our lives are lived that way? Mm. I think this, our Father who is in heaven, yeah, you are transcendent, but you are also right here with me. Yeah. That that understanding, and then I, I, you, know, you pair that again with Jesus' statements about the kingdom of heaven being at hand, being present. I think that wakes us up to something else that's going on. I think so much of our Christianity has been get your get out of hell free card, stick it in your pocket, and wait till you die. Yeah. No. Live it now. Mm-hmm. That's good. All right. So going back. Yeah, you got me preaching. You know, I'm sorry. In your, in your outline, so to speak, our our Father. So let's start with the our aspect. We talked a little bit about that last podcast. Yeah. Um, but maybe talk about talk about it in the context of our Father, because it's well. Yes, this is a communal uh, prayer that we're going to be praying in community. But what what does the impact of that pronoun have when it's placed before Father? It it, it removes the focus off the individual. And my my message. What are your thinking? You, you're 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 fishing for something. No, not necessarily. I mean, I'm just thinking, man. That's just knowing that every. Oh, maybe well here's some meddling maybe not every person that's sitting in the church uh, is a part of the family of God but like that potentially I'm I'm a I'm a part of the family of yeah. God yeah it, it's not about you know getting a get out of hell free card and now it's just hold on tight to it until we leave I mean it is I am now a part of a family yeah and you know, I know a lot of people who've had some pretty dysfunctional families. As I grow older, I find out mine was a little more dysfunctional than what I thought. Uh, but you know, I had a decently peaceful family uh, life growing up, and you know, but it, when we typically hang around in the church, there's usually some dysfunction here and there, and uh, some some people doing their own thing over here, some other people doing their own thing over here, and sometimes it doesn't really feel like a family. But when we come to this prayer, it's undeniable. It draws us right back to it. It absolutely does. And, and I think it's a beautiful way to begin the prayer. Yeah. Because, I mean, Jesus really could have began any way he wanted to, yeah. right? He could have began with, give us this day or day, daily bread. I mean, he's Jesus. He could do whatever he wanted to. So Yeah, an interesting but, exercise yeah. with that is to take the Lord's Prayer and put the first-person pronouns in it. Mm-hmm. Try to pray it that way. Mm-hmm. My Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. And give me this day. And all of a sudden, you you hear how desperately self-centered, individual, and alone it mm. is. Well, 
Yeah, you're right. And so Jesus is doing and is pointing us to something that's radical. And like I, like I mentioned in our last uh, you know, conversation about this, I don't know that we can beat this drum enough because it has been so drilled into us in our Western culture of this hyper-individualism. It's about you, your style, your taste, your preferences, your whatever, you know. Yeah. And it's about you, and you're the one that should be satisfied personally and your happiness, and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about you, know, you are, in fact, the center of the universe. No, we are not. Yes. It's our and all the more reason to go to yallversion.com. Oh, man, what a great thing. I can't wait until they put a hard version they, of it They out. need a hard copy. Absolutely. But uh, there is a version on the Internet that changes all the second-person plural pronouns that are, that's in the Greek into y'all, y'all. or use guys. or <laughs> like I, I think it has different ones for colloquialisms throughout the, the right. country and stuff. Uh, but you know, I think it's called y'all version. It is. Uh, that's a play on words with the U version Bible app yeah. uh, that's so popular. But anyways, uh, I highly recommend that, particularly when you get to Paul's the letters. yeah Paul's letters, because I think one of the ones for me that was an aha moment was where he says, "And you are a temple of the Holy Spirit." Yeah, and that's y'all are a temple exactly. of the Holy Spirit, and, and and that changes that meaning completely. Right, and now it doesn't necessarily. Because I think elsewhere he does use the second person sure. singular for you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. So, But it's it's not that I have all of the Holy Spirit dwelling in me. I am a part of a spiritual building, right? <laughs> That's what Peter says. We're all living stones being built into a spiritual house. And so I'm just, I'm one stone of the whole house. Yep. And, you know, that's just a reminder when I come to a passage like Our Father that I have you and I are only children. And so <laughs> yes, we when, we come, when we come to this, there's— Pray for our wives. <laughs> right. It, it's hard for us to have analogies in our mind to how that functions or how it's supposed to function or how it's not supposed to function. Um, and so for me to come to this and say Our Father in the midst of— hundred or so other people, that's that that's a new category for me, knowing that I have brothers and sisters who are more of my brothers and sisters in reality than any of Becca's three siblings that she has is her brothers and sisters, because they're related by blood. We're all related by spirit. Yeah. And in the New Testament it's clear that that's a even more fundamental bond that we have. That's man. That's got a lot of implications. Is there's stuff all over the map with that, and this whole hour thing? It is. It's huge. It 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 it, it takes it off of me and puts it into this context of something so much bigger, and and it's a beautiful thing. It absolutely is. Yeah. All right. So that's kind of our. Okay. Uh, what is the whole deal of calling God? Father. That's such an interesting thing. I, I read this. I think Dr. Timothy George is the one that I that I ran across this. He he wrote a book called uh, "Is Allah the Father of Jesus or the God of Jesus?" I forget the title, but anyway, he's 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 dealing with this difference, some of the theological difference in the nature of God that you find in Islam versus Christianity. Yeah, and I think it's in his writing that he says that you know the the Muslim faith, the Islamic faith, has a lot of words for God. The one they don't have is Father. Father. Hmm. 
And so what Jesus here is doing is he's inviting us in. And he's saying, when you pray, you pray this way. You pray our Father. Because you know, his disciples had heard him talking about the Father and I. Yeah. And now he's inviting them into that. Yeah. Saying, you pray to our Father. You approach God in this, in understanding the Hebrew mentality that God was, you, you revere that name. You know, they wouldn't even write it down. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so you take care of that and you treat it, with that, you know. And so there was this, you, you kept some distance. But Jesus now is inviting them and, and, and commanding them, actually, because they're imperatives. Come and pray to him as, as a father. Um, yeah. So particularly, you know, I'm thinking uh, also about the the Jewish context that mm-hmm. Jesus is in at that moment, that historical moment, that they wouldn't even they wouldn't call God no. their Father. That's too intimate. You don't right. do that. Right. And so he comes on the scene saying, "My Father who is in heaven." That would be on so par so in our culture of say if President Biden were to show up here and I just said, Well Joe, how are you doing? You know, that's that's just too personal, too or, you know, before she passed away, the Queen of, Queen of England. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, Elizabeth, so great that you're here. Never, you won't do that. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And and so one of the things that they would do, they would just call Abraham their father yeah. to to talk about how their identity. Um, and so instead of calling God father, they would say, Well Abraham is our father and there's kind of a famous passage in John eight where they answered him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Uh, This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works of what your father did. (laughs) And uh, then it says, Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me for I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. And then so on and so forth. And he he basically says, you do the works of your father. Yep. The apple doesn't fall far far from the tree. Right. And, I mean, he he says that Satan is their father. Um, Not all Jews, by the way. Let me clarify that. It was those who were uh, talking with him in that moment. But uh, And so when we say our father... We are claiming that identity with him, and we better have the actions to back it up. Yeah. Uh, we better be allowing the Spirit to live through us and and be trusting him in the way that this this prayer uh, shapes us. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to get to. That I think that is part of the transformative role of the Lord's Prayer, yep. that it is that constant reminder as I pray Again, to go back to the dedicate, uh, you've got me saying it dedicate now. Uh, <laughs> You're did, welcome. Uh, from the first century, you know, they were they were encouraged to pray it three times a day. Why? Because they needed that shaping, that transforming power of the word to remind them they are children of a father. Mm-hmm. They have a father, uh, not just this impersonal God that they've maybe hoped to get his attention to address some need. Now, they've got a father, as Jesus says there at the opening of it, already knows your needs. This is who we're coming to. That is different from what the gods of the world say. Gods are, uh, the pagan gods, they're jealous. You've got to appease them. You've got to get their attention. This is not the case when I come to this God. I need a regular reminder of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's... 
man, there's just so much that we can, yeah, you know, tease out of this. Um, but yes, calling God but, our Father is powerfully personal, but it also is powerfully unifying because, like I said, with you and I both being only children, we don't have that experience of a larger family. But because of who we are now in Christ, we do have that larger family. Yeah, and uh, and that you know, reminds us that. Um, that there's there's more going on here. Yeah. All right. Here's the last thing that I want to talk about Go for that it. I had in my mind to talk about. There may be other things. Um, but so uh, I don't even know how to exactly talk about this because I didn't think about it a whole lot. But there is a – I've heard some people, let me put it this way. I've heard some people in public address God as daddy. Yeah. And they'll begin the prayer, daddy. Thank you for today, or so on and so forth, and, and they they begin that, and like in a public prayer, and every time I hear that, and I've heard, I heard that one of my friends did that, like in college, and yeah. like every time he would bless the food, I would just be like, oh, you know, and and so I had that knee jerk reaction to it, but then I heard something along the lines of what you said on Sunday, that there were some of us who didn't have great dads, right, and that sometimes what we do is we take the image of our earthly father and put it on our heavenly father and we view our heavenly father the way we see our earthly father Mm -hmm. and a whole lot of problems arise from that and so here's one thing that i did that just I i i just broke down and wept after i did it i called god dad wow because that's why I called my dad. I, I don't. Daddy isn't a, a word that I ever used. Right. I just always call my God, or, or right. called my dad, dad. Right. And so to call God, dad, brought in just this intimacy that, and and, and helped me erase. So I'm not saying my dad was right. terrible, but I mean he was human, and so there were some things about my dad that I had put on to God. And so when I called God dad, what that helped me do was erase some of those things and say, no, God, you are my Abba father. Um, and so I'm still, I'm still not up for doing all that in public and, you know, calling God daddy from the pulpit and like all that kind of stuff. Uh, but that is the relationship we're invited. But it to. is. But it is. And that's absolutely right. I, I have the same reaction. I, there was a kid in our youth group in Atlanta that that's how he would pray. And it was just part of me. It was just kind of cringe up, you know, kind of tighten up. Oh, come on. You know, what are you doing, Micah? Um, but I he hope was, he's listening. I'm sure you have Micah too. But, uh, you know, it was just a realization that he, he intimately, he deeply felt that that connection. Yeah. And that ability, the freedom to come to God yep. like that. Um, and again, I, I think that's part of what Jesus is doing here in this prayer when he's commanding us to pray, Our Father. You are in community, but you're also in family. And don't approach God as somebody that you've got to, you know, you've got to jump through the particular hoops and, you know, do all of that sort of thing. You just come to him as your dad, yeah. as your father. And. Man, yeah, that's good stuff. It, it absolutely is. No longer do I call you servants. Yeah, but, but then you also—I mean—just to pick that up a little further—to think through what Jesus is saying, 
you know, this is a, a, a people whose religious life was centered around temple and going and sacrifice, and that's how you even began to approach God. Yeah. Now all of a sudden I'm being invited in to simply come and have a conversation with him. That's a big radical change. Oof, yeah. So uh, I, I bring all that up to, to say I'm still working on uh, – that intimacy aspect of it. Which is the transformative work of yeah. praying this Lord's Prayer on a regular basis, if we allow it. Again, it can be recitation. It can be empty words. But if we begin to consciously allow God's Word, and I, I think even in that empty recitation, God's Word is living and active. It's at work on our heart. Yep. It's never bad to recite Scripture. Amen. Amen. And amen. Unless you're twisting it like <laughs> Satan did. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't be like Satan. Right. But you know, I think even that, because it's drilling it down into our lives so that when I do begin to think, God, what, what do, I, do I think of him as this, you know, unappeasable, angry something or another that's out there? Or do I think of him as Father? Yeah. Big difference. Man, huge difference. John, that's all I got. Last words that you want to put on this podcast. We're going to hallow his name, which is always a a wonderful thought. Mm -hmm. And um, again, is another point of transformation. And and I'm looking forward to this journey through this because I think when we do drill down, when we take time not to just blow by it like we can sometimes when we just, I'm going to say this, I'm going to move on. But when we drill down and really begin to meditate and think through it, and this is one of the points of having that recitation so that we do have it available so that we can think about it. Yep, yep. But as we think through these things, I I think it's going to come alive in a fresh way, and hopefully it will be something that we can carry around with us in a fresh way as well. I I think it will. I I know it already has begun that process for me. Amen. It's good stuff. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Amen. Look forward to the rest of the conversation. All right.